you'll hear this story and you'll also be gaining knowledge when you listen to it on how to do these things. I realized that like my concern was really just what people were going to think of my decision and oh my god she's crazy what is she doing she's not you know she's supposed to be pursuing a career this is when she's supposed to be finding a job and I that doesn't appeal to me that never appealed to me. Play a major role in spreading the love and the joy and uh, reducing our imprint, you know, for for future generations and for all that we share this planet with. I was just embarrassed. I felt like I couldn't do it, like I'd already failed. I had no idea what I was doing. What did I get myself into? What was I thinking? Our history of humanity really revolves around great people. And that's, that's all we know about. And why is that? It's because the insignificant people weren't important enough that somebody would take the time to document their life. Hello everyone, my name is Kaylin Otto and you are listening to The Unruly Podcast. I am so stoked to have you here today. Today we have such a fun authentic episode and I know that you're really going to feel that so I don't want to do too much of an intro. I just wanted to let you know that the next podcast episode that comes out will be a free meditation uh, for queer folks and allies and basically anyone can listen to it but it's really geared towards queer folks to celebrate pride this month and I will be leading that meditation during my own meditation at home with my altar so that will be a really nice free resource that will be coming out and on the 27th I will be publishing a blog post on my blog at unrulytravel.com where you can go on and see all of the queer guests that we've had on this podcast. It's, it's quite a lot. Uh, when I'm looking back and reviewing it, you'll have the link to the podcast uh, meditation episode, and there will be a couple other extra things in there. So please stay tuned for that and be sure to check it out on the 27th. If you love this podcast, it makes you laugh, it makes you cry, it gives you hope, it gives you incredible tips to travel on a budget. Please share your favorite episodes with your friends and be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. All right, let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am here with Nat and Lil from Moving Oasis Vans. And I am so excited to have this conversation today. Um, We all met at Queers in the Country, as I did with our last podcast guest, and it was such a good place to make incredible connections, as with these two. Um, So yeah, I'll let you both introduce yourselves and give us a little background on, first of all, why you ended up going to Queers in the Country, and then a little bit about what you do. My name is Lily. I... We live in West Palm Beach, Florida. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a cis, white, gay, lesbian, pansexual woman. And um, I wanted to go to Queers in the Country because I've never been a part of a queer group of that size. And after COVID, and I I came out to everybody during COVID, right in the very beginning. So then being able to then attend such a beautiful meetup with people that have not that are just queer, but have s- such similar ideals of life was everything I was looking for. It was a beautiful way to kind of um, transition out of this quarantine life that we were in for two years. Yeah. 
so I'm Nat. Um, I'm a cis Hispanic lesbian. Um, I go by she, her pronouns. Oh, queers. Um, <laughs> honestly, she tells me to go somewhere and I, I'm there. <laughs> She's the navigator and I'm the driver. So, um, that's how goes. You know, I, I didn't really know too much of the event. Um, but it was so much fun. Like, I just connected with so many people in such a beautiful way and to, like, be in such an open space with, like, I, yeah, I've never really experienced, like, such a queer space. Even, like, being in California for a time mm-hmm. where it's, like, so liberal. Um, yeah, it was so beautiful to, like, see so many people be themselves authentically. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that honesty. That made me laugh so hard when you're like, she just tells me to go somewhere and I go there. (laughs) That's honestly perfect. I'm hoping, I was hoping that through this conversation, since there's two of you, we'd get to know your dynamic a little better. So that's just such a great start to like clue us in to (laughs) how things work with you two a little bit. Um, Yeah, that is so great. Well, I have a list of questions for you today that I'm hoping our audience will get a lot out of. And first, I want to start with your van company. So you build out vans for other people, if I'm if I'm getting that right. And I know it didn't start uh, too long ago. So I would love to hear how that started and what you're all about. And then I'm going to break it down and ask you, like, who does what in this? You know, like, who's the builder? Who's the designer? All of these things. That's what I want to know. Sure. Yeah, Natalie graduated with her master's in architecture back in 2021, mm-hmm. 2021, and it was in California. So we had to go over there to grab all of her stuff. And we then rented our first van with Escape Camper Van. And that was kind of our launch into experiencing van life. I've been watching van life since college. Um, so it was, I, and I graduated college in 2018. So a few years of me watching van life. So we rented it out there, and then um, we, we loved it. Yeah. And as we were living out of it, renting out of it, Natalie was able to see the different things that she would like to change out of it. And mm. um, we went back home, and we started looking for high-rise apartments in downtown Fort Lauderdale for Natalie to get a corporate job, like the normal 9 to 5. And then, um, yeah, like every weekend we were touring apartments, looking at places. It was pretty impossible to even get a place. But then a holiday weekend came and we wanted to rent out a van. And um, we were talking about like, oh, in 10 years, like we'll have our own van. It'll be awesome. And then we're like, what are we doing? Like, this is the time to do it. Why are we waiting? So that's kind of what launched us into it. And then, I mean, yeah, we just like ran straight forward into this idea. And here we are today. And it was kind of just like, you know, if all else fails, we have a van. Um, And I can, I'm privileged enough to like fall back on my resume and just like get a job. um, If I, if, you know, this doesn't like turn out the way we want, the way we want it to. Um, So yeah, we're just like, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Why not? Wow. So, all right. So you rent the van and you're like, this is what I would want to change. And so how did you take the idea of like, we're going to build a van to into we're going to build vans for other people if they want us to? What was that cycle like? Um, 
I mean, I think from the start, it was kind of just like, I mean, from an architectural point of view, it was just kind of like, how cool would it be to like design small spaces? Like, like this is like basically my, my profession, but in like a tiny space and each space can be so unique and so personable. So like, it's, it's just like an, you go to an architect to design your house, but like in a van, in a like, you know, your tiny house in a van. So it's kind of like, this is so cool. I can be an architect and like, you know, do what I'm, what I do in a small space. So yeah, kind of like taking my career and like shifting it a little to like, to the van life. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And what are both of your different roles in the company? Because you're the architecture person. Like, Lil, what are you doing? How does this work working with your partner? Because I know sometimes when I work my, with my partner, it goes really well. And then sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes it's a little much, you know, if we're in a hurry or things like that. So what are both of your core jobs with this? And then what is it like working together the good the bad and the ugly not that you have to be not that you have to dish out all the details but i'm just wondering what it's like to work with your partner on something that is pretty serious i mean building out a van can cost a lot of money and take a lot of energy um sorry i'm just making sure if we could share things that would be okay <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> So, yeah, Natalie is the architecture builder, designer, um, and you help out with admin yeah. as well. Yeah. So, like, I pretty much stick to, like, the van stuff, building it, learning it. Um, and then Lily is mostly, like, social media. So she's – everyone that talks to us is just talking to Lily. And yeah. I pretty much stay out of it mm -hmm. so that she does that side. And I – so we like had the rules pretty divided. At the beginning, we did imagine like the rules more enmeshed, so that she would so she would be helping me with the van. We just like get things going a lot faster. Mm -hmm. But she really just does not like the builds. She's very impatient. Starts to yawning. Starts complaining, and I'm just like, please, like this is this is not what I need right now. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's hot outside. And like, Yeah, it's hot out, you know, and, like, she measures a lot. And when I pictured building a van, like, measuring wasn't a part of it. So every time I was out there, I was like, man, you're measuring again? Like, can I come out here when you're not measuring and, like, I'll help out? But she measures everything. So I was like, all right, I don't think this is going to work. Like, I'll just stay inside. <laughs> um, like, we're being very honest here. So I um, – we both grew up with our father's – running their own business yeah. so having that entrepreneurial um like look like so my dad and i are very close and he's run his he's ran a business whether it was his or other people's for a very long time so i kind of already knew how to like market and advertise in that sense not like by college i, did, I do not have a background in anything marketing related um so yeah, I do all of the social media, I do all of the marketing, and I speak with all of our clients and customers and like brands and anything that involves that and like lawyers for contracts and researching. So I do like everything you can think of that's like behind the scenes, the back end work of what makes a business the business. I like make it a business while Natalie makes the product for the business is kind of how we divide it. 
Um, and it's really beautiful because without Natalie, I couldn't do this. And without me, Natalie couldn't do this. Um, so we really do highlight each other's strengths and we're just really grateful that we both enjoy our, what we're, our roles are. Um, I also have a full-time job and I go to school part-time. So having the build on top of trying to market it, it was also just like, it was really hard figuring out how to do everything at the same time. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it wasn't hard for me to be like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do the bills. I think I'm going to stay inside. But it also made sense for me to not really be a part of it. <laughs> so could you talk to us, you know, you've talked about what it's like working together. Can you tell us about some of the hard parts of that dynamic? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's definitely not all rainbows and butterflies 100% of the time. I mean, I love, I love her to death, but sometimes I'm just like, I need to be working in the van. Please let me measure and leave me alone. <laughs> but I love you, but leave me alone. Like, it, that's, that's it. Yeah, and I'm a Pisces, so, you know, sensitive and emotional. But I work from home, and, and she works out in the backyard. So we're in the same space often, and... Before, like, anytime I would need Natalie, I would just, like, walk outside and be like, hey, can I get you, can I bother you for a sec? And vice versa, like, Natalie would do the same with me. But my job right now, my job is demanding um, here and there. It's not always demanding. So we finally came to an understanding that we would only interrupt each other at 9 a.m., 12 p.m., and 5 p.m. Other than that, we have to wait. Because before it was, that's, I think, what was us losing our patience. Um, and we were together for two years and we run a small business together. We are queer. We don't have, we hadn't had a lot of queer friends until queers in the country and COVID. And we live with um, Natalie's mom, which we're very grateful for that we live with her mom in the same house. Um, so we actually started couples therapy about a month ago and we love it. Yeah, it's really great. I think. Definitely recommend for all couples. Even if you're not going through like a hardship or anything, I think it's just great for communication overall. Mm -hmm. It just helps to talk to a third neutral party and just say what's on your mind that you don't even know that's on your mind. Like to even have to explain it out loud to someone else because you're you're having difficulty explaining it to a partner. Yeah. So like I didn't even know that I needed to be I, yeah, I was getting really frustrated with, like, being interrupted, like, every 10 minutes. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'm in the middle of the measurement, lady. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, like, those, those small things that, like, start to irritate me over time. Um, but just, like, simple solutions like that. I'm just like, all right, now we have it scheduled. Now it's worked out. And it's not something she was aware of. So yeah. once we were mm -hmm. talking about it in therapy, I was like, oh, well, I didn't know that you were getting frustrated. Like, I knew she was getting frustrated, but I didn't know from what. So when we, once, once we found that solution, I mean, we've been golden. And so, yeah, it's like small things like that that have really elevated our relationship and have brought it to a different place. We do know also it's very hard to find a couple therapists. We went through months of searching, truly, months of searching. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to get discouraged, and you, you can't. Um, and obviously with health insurance, everybody is different. I know BetterHelp has a second or a third party that's called Regain. Mm -hmm. It can be expensive. We first started using this app called Lasting. They have like a three-month subscription fee. Uh, we found it to be affordable, especially because we believe in investing in ourselves, and yeah. we truly believe that couples therapy or any kind of therapy or relationship work is investment. So we were willing to sacrifice on other funds to be able to invest in this for the betterment of our relationship. Yeah, 
and reading couples books that also helped us. Yeah. No. So. So yeah, we we have hard days, but this has been um, couples therapy has really helped yeah. us out. Relationships are not easy, people, but yeah. you gotta you gotta put work in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I'm also Pisces. I'm also the interrupter when my partner is focusing on things. And uh, he also measures a lot. And I feel like I interrupt a lot. <laughs> and I get my feelings hurt really easily. So I definitely relate to that. And yeah, thank you for talking about that and your transparency because especially with your presence on social media I think that people can look at things and think like oh their lives are perfect they never fight look at them seamlessly working on this business together and I think conversations like this just make us feel more human and help us relate to each other and be like oh yeah it's not just me yeah and also to be transparent what kept me going to finding the couples therapist was on TikTok there's these this couple and they talk about what they learned in couples therapy. Hmm. I, I can't remember their name, but I can send it to you. Um, that's really what kept me going. I love this couple. I can't, it's, it's like the best thing ever. Um, and then, yeah, that, that's, that was just really helpful. And to be completely transparent, our communication is one of the hardest parts of our relationship, if not the hardest. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I don't think would think that when they see our social media page. And it's just because we work really hard on it. It's not like, um, we just pretend it's not there. We, we work very hard and we're both very aware of our different communication styles. And that's what our therapist has helped us the most on. Yeah. So I'm like very introverted. She's very extroverted. So I don't know if there's other couples like that or just like one person is just like not speaking, not like not speaking, but just like minimal words. And then the other person is like, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's been helpful working through that. I'm sure that there's other couples who could definitely relate to that um, because, yeah, that's just couple dynamics are so different and they're so interesting and communication is huge in relationships and I think in this world of like digital takeover where we get used to having things instantly, we think that our relationships are supposed to instantly work out and we forget that they're like really hard work if not some of the hardest work that we're ever going to have to do as humans. So I just appreciate you talking about that. So I also saw that on your Instagram, you're going to rent out your van. Can you tell us some more information about that? Yeah. So right now our website is under construction. It should be ready within the next week or two. And you can rent our van on Outdoorsy for right now. We hope to also have the availability to rent it on our website itself. Right now we're using Outdoorsy's resources because they have insurance and it's just safer that way at the moment. And the first uh, month that we'll be able to start renting it is in August. And it's we have a two-night minimum. People can rent it out for a week or a month and that'll be um, discounted if they want to do it that way. And yeah, we live like 10 minutes from the airport here. So if somebody is flying in to rent our van and uh, if they request we will pick them up from the airport and we'll also drop off and pick up the van within a 200 mile radius for an extra charge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the van is beautiful, obviously. Like we, we love it. It's for two people and dogs and pets are definitely allowed. Mm -hmm. It's a full bed that can turn into a queen. Like if you're taller than 5'4", it should be a queen. <laughs> um, if you're shorter, you can totally do it the five with the full size bed. Um, yeah, I mean that we have four solar panels, so it's completely off grid. 
we have three different ways to charge our batteries and get solar or electrical um, for lights and AC and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we love the van. It feels really, really spacious. And I mean, I can dance in it. So that's <laughs> okay. That yeah. is a good sign. That's a really good sign. That was a very important factor for her when I was designing it. I was like, we need to be able to host people and I need to dance in here. Especially the hosting. I could not be taken away. Do you want to host people dancing or are those two things separate? Uh, no, for sure. I mean, we can totally do a dance party, a dance party in, in the, the van. van. I would love that idea, actually. It's, yeah. Wow, next queers in the country. I'm coming to your van for a dance party. Over. <laughs> so that's amazing. What type of adventures do you imagine people taking in your van when they rent it? Honestly, like everywhere, you know, like where beaches, we're advertising more of the beaches at the moment. So because we have so many beautiful beach spots and so just like hang out, go to the beach, shower, like you can use our outdoor shower come back to the van, cook a little bit, go back to the beach, like super nice, like view of the beach while you're cooking. Yeah. Um, or Georgia's super nice. If you want to take it even further, you know, mm -hmm. see some of the mountains here on the East Coast. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. I saw that you were doing the 30 days of beaches. And so I saw that that was definitely connected to renting out the van. But I saw that you also said you were creating, recreating your first date. Did I read that right? I wanted to know how you two met and what was the first date that you're recreating with these 30 days of beaches? Yeah, so we met on Bumble. She's my Bumble babe. And Aww. We're <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're from the same hometown, but we didn't know each other uh, but we grew up with the same friends so we are still shocked to this day how our paths never crossed but um yeah I mean we, we were I think we were meant to be so <laughs> we met on Bumble finally yeah our first our first date was what eight hours then... yeah our first date was eight hours um which is like kind of typical lesbian behavior but you know we didn't do the whole u-haul you know she didn't move in early we tried to we, we were like, we will not move in with each other until a year. Like, we were really trying to not take it fast, you know? Um, but now we own a business together, so take it as you wish. Who knows if we're moving fast or not. But that first year, we really wanted to pace ourselves. And after that, it didn't really matter, I guess. We were basically living together, though. Like, yeah. she was over here. I was at her place. Like, we were just together. Um, but two weeks into officially dating, mm -hmm. um, we're on a beach date, actually. We haven't recreated that one, so we can't. We, we should, should. Yeah, we should recreate that one, too. Um, so we were on this beach date, and I, I remember this so vividly. We were, we were there. We were taking, like, our first, like, queer picture together, of, like, just, like, our hands in the sky together. And um, after that, she's like, you know... I would really love to take out a van and like travel America like for an entire year. This is the first time I've heard of van life ever, <laughs> ever. I thought she was nuts. I was just like, oh no, what did I get myself into? Like, this is not happening. <laughs> I wasn't going to put her but I was like, <laughs> I think might not be going in the same direction, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to it. 
Um, because one of the things that I loved about her was her um, her vision for sustainability that was so different. Like, we're both sustainability-oriented, but mine was just, like, so different than what she and the sustainability. Like, for me, sustainability was everything surrounding architecture. So, like, on a much larger scale, how can a building be sustainable for the environment? So, even more than net zero, net positive. So, like, the building itself can, like, produce energy for the environment. And we're not producing any waste. And because buildings are like the top consumers of just waste, CO2 emissions, et cetera, et cetera. But when I met her, it was like I walk into her place and there's no paper towels. <laughs> like, I thought that was, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and like, I've never like firsthand like seen composting. So like that was new to me. So it was just like all these like new versions of like sustainability that was like, wow, like you can like really commit to sustainability in like such small ways and in daily life that doesn't have to be like this committing to like this huge infrastructural thing. Um, so it was just beautiful to see like our two like versions of sustainability in a small and large way like combine and merge. So yeah, I stuck with her and here we are. <laughs> a van building <laughs> business. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad that you stuck with her, even though you're like, this is a crunchy granola girl. What's going on with this? This is a little too much. I also love that you talked about the sustainability sustainability aspect, because it does look so much different for everyone. Um, and I've really learned over the past couple years more about it with building, because I always approach it from diet and the waste, like, you know, uh, maybe when it comes to clothing or products and stuff like that. And so, yeah, now I live off grid in a mud house and I try to see those also when I travel. We actually have a really good podcast episode with Atulia Bingham who built her own cob house, um, you know, like all from the earth. So if people want to listen to that. So I'm a big fan now of hearing about sustainability through buildings and things like that because that's such a huge thing. Uh, so, wow, I love that, <laughs> I love that you just brought up the van thing casually after taking a picture of your hand. <laughs> it was so normal in my brain that I didn't even realize I said it until she reshared the story with me, and I was like, huh, I guess I did bring that up, but it was such a normal thought. I, yeah, I was, I'm surprised she didn't break up with me. <laughs> no, I, like, it, I was internally freaking out a little bit, but I didn't say anything. I was kind of oh. just like, just be calm, just be calm, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll work through this. She's, you know, just saying something. She doesn't really mean it. <laughs> Here you are, what, like, a year later or something? Two. Two years, years later. later. Wow. So did you have to do a lot of convincing to get that first van trip going and the first, like, van purchase or was it you eased into it it seemed like it was more of easing into it like she first brought it up that first time I was like whoa 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 and then like she eventually like kept bringing mentioning it I was like watching more of Eamon and Beck because she she always had it on on the back in the background so I was kind of just like oh okay like this is what van life is and meanwhile I'm like I'm still going to school I was mm -hmm. still in my graduate program online over zoom because this one all this COVID stuff was was still occurring. Mm -hmm. um, so, or still is occurring at the moment. Um, can't say it, we've gone past it, but yeah. So I was, it was more of like a slow intro for me. And then eventually 
I overheard her stating like, oh, oh, we should go on a van trip after you, we, after you graduate. And I was like, I was like, at first I said no. And, I, and then I, eventually I was like, you know what, why not? You know, I'm already graduated. Like, let's do it. And I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting anything like bad to go. I was expecting like a neutral type of, all right, let's just go. Mm -hmm. And then it, it was just awesome. Yeah. And to be fair, I brought it up once of the idea of doing a van trip. She said no, and I dropped it. Yeah. But then I was on a phone call with my with my coworkers, and that's when I brought it up, and I didn't know she was overhearing it. And I think that's what she overheard of me being like, yeah, we were going to take a van, but she didn't want to, so I dropped it. And they're like, no, you should. And then Natalie came to me like the next day and said like, all right, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, we only rented it for like 10 days. Yeah. And then we were we had like a crazy trip. We were then going to, from Texas, fly to New York. Um, uh, and Natalie was like, why don't we rent the van for another week and drive it to New York? Like, that's how much she enjoyed it. And it was like <laughs> bare bones van. So yeah. it was amazing, really. So I can't believe it. <laughs> the tables turned, I see. I know. <laughs> wow. So what were some of the highlights for you in that first van trip that you did together? Highlights. Those are, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, um, hmm. I think the first night we didn't know where to sleep. We were in Mono Lake, California, right outside of Mammoth Lakes. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, you know, people just park in parking lots, so why don't we just sleep in this parking lot for tonight? Because it was like a beautiful sunset. The Mono Lake was right there, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't sleep at that parking lot. But thank God, like, we didn't get a knock or anything. We just, like, cooked dinner outside. It was freezing for us Floridians. Like, we were layered up like no other. Um, and I think that night was just really beautiful because it was something we were both doing for the first time. We really had no idea what we were doing. Like, I knew how to, like, like, um, He's <laughs> the camper stove with the propane. <laughs> like I knew how to do that. I don't think you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing. nothing else. So like, I was you do it. <laughs> I was I'm like, not touching it. Okay, I know how to do this. Like, like we were really, really naive. Uh, had no idea what we were doing. I think that that first night was just really cute because it was just a lot of fun. And instead of getting like angry and stressed at each other, we were just like laughing through, stumbling through this. Um, yeah, and I think it just was like, it really showed what our relationship was like. And, you know, we just like laugh through things that we can't really control. Um, that was, I think, a great highlight. Do you have another one? Um, Bryce Canyon is one of our highlights. That, that place is beautiful. I don't know if you've been, but super nice. We would love to go back and like actually bike it. It's basically like this huge mountain where you kind of just like, um, well, people just like drive their cars all the way up to the mountain and like see this like huge like vista of like like really orange rocks and it's just like beautiful how like they erode and like create like this like these like peaks mm -hmm. um, and there are like bikers that are biking across the whole way and just to like experience that entire vista and like really work to that peak point. We would love to do that. So that was another highlight. Yeah. Wow, thanks for sharing those. Just knowing you two, I'm sure you'll do it. <laughs> it seems like you come up with an idea and then you just do it. So I can't wait to see a post about that in the future and hear what that was all about. The next 
question I wanted to ask you, you know, obviously it's Pride Month right now. It, it, for me, it's like Pride all year long, but it's Pride Month right now. And you have on your Instagram and stuff, obviously, that you're a queer couple, a lesbian couple. And I want to know for listeners, what are some tips that you have for other queer couples who want to meet just queer friends on the road? Like they want to meet other queer people. They want to be surrounded in that community. What tips do you have for people who want to do that? This might sound uh, intimidating or crazy, but it's really not. Just DM other queer people on Instagram or social media platforms. That's how we first, that's how we met our first queer friends who live on the road. Um, and it was super cool. I, that, yeah, I would say that for one. And I think another thing too is like, Obviously, you need to stay safe and however that looks for you. Uh, we felt very comfortable stating right away that we're a queer-owned business. Um, even with living in Florida, we were still very open to that. Uh, our families are big supporters of us, and I think that has really given us the confidence to just be who we are online. Um, we're very, very privileged and grateful for our family to support us. But I would say like, the best way to go about it is meeting other queer people by DMing them, no matter how big of a following they have, it doesn't matter, people are nice. Um, and then going to queer meetups. I've heard there's like Facebook groups. Um, we're, we're personally not on any of those Facebook groups, but uh, we have looked for places like queer groups in the area. Um, but the best way we have found like friends that I think, I mean like Kaylin, like you, and you know, like people that we've met on the road is, is really through like either meeting them at Queer Meetup or uh, through social media. Yeah. Yeah, and have you been to any other queer van life, van life events? No. 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 Yeah. I'd love for there to be more of them. Obviously, it's a lot of planning. Uh, Queers in the Country was amazing, so I'm really hoping that that happens again. I want to know if you have any ideas that like you would love to see in the future for queer events um, that include van life. Like, are there any destinations that you would love to see queer van life events at or certain spots or any activities that you like to add? Like, what would be your dream queer van life meetup? What would that be like? I mean, honestly, like, I will keep advocating for the beaches here because, like, they are <laughs> super nice. But, like, it'd be awesome to just, like, have all of our vans up at, like, a beach spot at New Smyrna. Oh, my God. That'd be so cool. Like, all of our vans, like, parked out on front of, like, you, this is, like, one of the only beaches that you can actually park your car on the beach. So, like, it would be so cool to have, like, all of our vans parked out. Mm -hmm. We're all just, like, jumping in the water, playing <laughs> games, whatever, coming back to our van, showering, and then, like, we can't unfortunately sleep there, but you know, just like stay in the new new Smyrna area and like come back the next day and do it again, you know. So that'd be super cool. Yeah, that'd be a dream. Yeah. Yeah, I think anywhere in the East Coast, there are so many events that happen on the West Coast, which is great. But I really did appreciate at Cruise in the Country when they were talking about the reason they chose Kentucky, mm -hmm. um, and I I do believe that, um, and I think. Someone, I don't remember who said this, somebody was like, my blue vote here will be more, is weighs more here than it ever will in a blue state. And I, I just felt really strongly about that. And I, it also helps for more representation. So I 
yeah, I think like anywhere on the East Coast. Um, I do wish there was like an extra day where people could just like hang out. That was kind of on Sunday, but people were like leaving and they tried to do that the first day. But every, a lot of people, like we arrived very late. Um, like people arrived pretty late. So, I mean, maybe that was what it was like before we got there, but I guess I wish we would have experienced that more. Um, but I do think, I know there was a Van Life Pride that happened, I think in Arizona or something. I don't think it was as scheduled as the um, Queers in the Country, but I really loved Queers in the Country. I loved the talks. It also healed a part of my like Christian Catholic trauma of like retreat camp. Um, I was actually very nervous about going because I didn't want to go to any of these talks, but these talks were very needed and they were a safe space for people that we could all share. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would have changed anything about it though. It was really beautifully set up. Yeah, it uh, it hit me in ways that I didn't realize it was going to, especially with the talks, um, because, well, living in the South now, but kind of growing up in rural Ohio, where everyone's super religious, and that's just, I mean, in the whole U.S., super pounded into you, I didn't realize, yeah, just how much those talks were going to impact me. And I appreciated those a lot. I was kind of worried because I'm like, this is going to be really heavy. You know, these these talks are. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, this is so freeing at the same time. We heard all the things that I feel like we needed to hear and then got to have fun. And I also really like your idea of a beach van life meetup. So if you ever try to schedule that, I will be there. No joke. I don't have four-wheel drive, so I might need a tow off of the beach. But... <laughs> I will be there for that. <laughs> Listen, we almost got stuck, but we, we made it out, and we yeah. only have two wheel drive, so it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. You know, we'll probably have to like schedule for a tow truck to just like come at that <laughs> <laughs> emergency. Everyone out. <laughs> yes. So Do you we'll just have scheduled? That would be perfect. Do you ever see other people like vans on that beach that are stuck? Is that a common thing on the beach? I'm assuming. It's well, we were like the only like I feel like we only saw like two other vans, but like not even. Yeah. Um, so. It, it was just like we almost got so I felt it I was like we are so <laughs> stuck so it was it's just like it's definitely like a possibility but it was our first time going to that beach with the van yeah I there was a harder sand mm -hmm. that we probably should have parked but we didn't know that we could until later in the day we also went on the busiest day of the year we went on Memorial Day so I bet when it's out of season or not as crowded um, there will be other spots that the van could park that wouldn't be so soft. I think that would help out. And New Smyrna is like really kind of near the country. So I'm sure it would be cool if we like had a beach day and then we went back to like an open field the way like similar to Queers. That would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, yes, be there for that. That is a dream. Just seeing like all these queers on the beach frolicking and playing sports or trying to do sports. <laughs> That's one thing that I loved at Queers in the Country was like watching us all try to play sports. Not that queer people can't play sports, but just with our group, it was very, it like made me laugh so hard. I felt like a little kid. So I want that beach volleyball. I want it. I wish I joined the volleyball. I'm way too intimidated to play. I had no idea that it wasn't like a serious game out there. Dang yeah. it, I'll have to play some beach volleyball because I'm not good at sports, but I want to play.
Yeah, that, I think that's what we would all be doing. I'm not sure that any of us there were the best at sports, so uh, that would be great. And that actually led me to another question that I just kind of thought of, but do you have any tips for people, whether they're new to the van life or not, when they get into a tricky situation? Like maybe they just rented a van or it's their first time on a van trip and they pull up to a beach and they get stuck in the sand. How do you handle situations like that? And how do you stay calm enough to be able to work out what to do next? Do you have any tips for people? I would make sure to have a shovel so that you can shovel it out and then you can drive. Yeah. Well, um, we were in a perfect situation because the guy next to it, we, we were like next to like really friendly people. Um, so maybe asking your neighbors, I don't know, sometimes, you know, we're a little suspicious about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the guy came up to us right away and he was just like, listen, if you guys get stuck, like <laughs> I have a tow, I can get, I can get you all out. <laughs> So it was it was just like perfect. Yeah. Um, so maybe that. And I do think I mean, New Smyrna is also. It might and it might turn some people off. It is conservative. I mean, there are flags there everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Natalie and I are very used to it because we're in Florida. So, uh, not that we're like, PDA all over each other. We're not like that ever because we're from Florida. But generally, I would say people are very nice here. Um, they would help us out. So. Even if it wasn't this neighbor, there were so many trucks and so many people that I believe they would have helped us out because people kept coming up to the van and talking with us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you don't have a shovel or if you do, if you feel frozen, I would just ask your neighbor. Yeah, yeah that's something I definitely noticed. And are there any things like it's really good to have insurance or it's really good to have this number on you that you would call, uh, that you would add to this? Because I know that some people are afraid to ask others for help and so if they're not confident in their like own tools or ability to ask for help is there anything that you would add on yeah AAA is a great one um there's also on amazon uh if you're like off grid and you have no service and your car broke down you can't turn it on and there's nobody else around isn't there like a self-starting on amazon right if you're yeah yeah so if you're, no, I know, but also in, in general, you're yeah. saying in general? Like yeah, in general, yeah. Yeah, so there's like something on Amazon, we can send you the link if you wanted to put it somewhere, but there's like, um, like it starts your battery up, so if you're broken down. Like as another car would, but instead mm. you don't need the other car, yeah. it does it by itself. Yeah, so that's just like a secure backup, so you don't have to worry about like your battery, your car battery dying on you. Yeah. Just have a quick emergency get up. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for adding that. You know, I had one of those, and I have totally forgot about it now that I haven't been traveling in the van for a while. That's such a good tool. That's such a good resource for people to have. Uh, and as we kind of come to the closure of this interview, I want to know what's next for you two. Like, maybe next adventures that you have coming up, or what's next in the business. Anything exciting that you want to share? No, I mean, this month we're going to all these beaches uh, for the month of June, so that's really exciting, especially because the water is warm for us Floridians, so I jump in the water every every time. Um, and then at the end of August, or yeah, at the end of August, we're going to drive up to upstate New York. My sister's having a baby, so we're mm -hmm. going to um, bring up the van and hang out in Lake George, which is near the Adirondacks, beautiful, beautiful area in upstate New York. 
so we'll be there for a week. An awesome band trip. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we're getting another build. Yeah, so Natalie has a couple partial builds that she's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a big goal that we have once I graduate school, <laughs> I don't know if this will ever happen, but it's a it's a big goal. We want to go to Colombia for a few months so that I can learn Spanish and we want to take the van. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so far I think, I mean, that's all I think we have for right now. Um, We're kind of playing it by ear, to be mm-hmm. honest. Part of, like, you know, playing it day by day and seeing where it goes. Yeah. Um, Trying to balance the build, plus us wanting to travel in the van, plus now opening up the rental. Um, we're trying, yeah, just to see how we can balance all of it and still make yeah. sure that we're having fun because that's really important to us, that we want to enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, that, yeah, that was a big reason why we even started a business because we wanted to we wanted to see if we could enjoy it. And right now we love every part of it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I love that you're prioritizing fun. And if people are interested in maybe, you know, being a customer of yours or just finding you, what are the best places where they can follow along with you? Oh, Moving Oasis Bands on Instagram, mm-hmm. on Pinterest, Facebook, everywhere. everywhere TikTok, yeah. And then movingoasis.com. Um, you can go to the contact tab and you can write a message. And then um, our email is support at movingoasis.com anyone wants to get in contact with us and but mostly Instagram and TikTok we're on all the time yeah she's on I'm just building <laughs> I build Japan yeah <laughs> yes I love it uh, I want to leave listeners with just some advice from you so what advice would you give maybe other couples or just solo travelers who have been thinking about getting a van or trying out the van life but they're not sure would you tell them to go for it would you tell them to pace themselves like what is your advice for those people um i think definitely renting out the van i think that's why we we wanted to have this one as a rental to really get people like like dip their toes in it and like experience it because it may not be for everyone and that's okay you know um but it's it's exciting to be able to like experience it at least for a little bit experience like the layout see if i like this layout or a different type of layout um so yeah rent a van try it out see if you like low top high top whatever you want whatever luxuries you need um and then go from there you know decide if that's what you really want to do if you need more more space because there's so many options so many different vans so many different things that you can put in not put in um, so there's just so much variety, which is so beautiful in its own way. Like such a small space can have so much variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So potential, yeah. Yeah, potential in it. Yeah. And van life isn't just people that live in a van full time. I think that's also something we want to get mm-hmm. across and something we're both really passionate about. Um, we do not live in the van full time. I don't think we would ever live in the van full time. The longest we would do it is like a three month trip. Um, but we still consider ourselves van lifers in some way or another just because we're passionate about the lifestyle and the community that it brings and how it grounds you more and making like it makes you so aware of your resources like making sure you have enough water and the propane for the stove and it's such a beautiful lifestyle and a beautiful way to slow down you don't need to do it full time to be considered a van lifer and I think that isn't really I think we're a lot of the, the community of van lifers 
is they're really transitioning into that that you don't need to be full-time to be considered a true van lifer um so yeah like get out and do it yeah thank you that was such such a beautiful way to end i'm so glad that you made those points Make the world a better place by leaving things better than I found it. You know, whether it be people or the planet or, you know, all kinds of things. Isn't there a quote that says, feel fear and do it anyways? Yeah. 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 So I think for us insignificance, we have to do it ourselves. A lot of people are doing things in their life they're not completely happy with mm-hmm. and they're doing it just because you know it's a norm and they feel like they feel pressured by society definitely or they're just you know stuck in this rut mm-hmm. and you know ruts can be comfortable for people and they can be very comfortable comfort is not how you how you grow as a person <laughs>